Hi folks, my name is Girish Bally, the host for Back to Basics, another Back to Basics for another week. Today we're going to talk about relationships, healthy relationships, essence of healthy relationships. Those are the words that we'll be using today. And why is it so important about relationships? Well, I mean, think about it, right? We have busy lives, we have boring lives, and we have interesting lives, right? Now it's up to you how to make that essence alive again and and real again. And and that's what this whole thing is all about. And this person I spoke to maybe a couple of months back, maybe a few weeks back, and now we're chatting again just like we we are friends. And today her name is Harmony and she's an amazing person, great person. You should get in touch with her through her emails and social medias and whatever, but contact her and find out what her essence is when it comes to relationships. So Harmony, how are you and thanks for coming to Back to Basics. I'm doing so well. Thank you so much. I loved listening to what you were saying there about relationships so important and essential part of life. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Thank you again for that. And before we start the the essence, the healthiness of the relationships and all the three examples that I gave earlier, what does Back to Basics mean to you? For me, Back to Basics is really about coming back home to the truth of who we are. Hmm. I think that people complicate relationships um, by mapping out their desires and their pain and their wounds onto their partners and to the people in their life and um, can actually create a lot of conflict in that way. And when we come back to ourselves and begin by creating a deep relationship with ourselves, all of our relationships can flourish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you again, Harmony, for coming here. And thank you for answering that question. Uh, definitely an honor. You know, Harmony, let me ask you this. I mean, you just said it just now, right? Is it really that weird uh, when it comes to relationships? And is it really that complicated? Or is it kind of simple? I honestly think it's very simple and that the human mind complicates it beyond what's necessary. Yeah. Um, I think that when we haven't quite learned how to even know what it is that we need, how to give voice to what we need, how to extend curiosity and positive regard to the people in our lives, we start creating narratives that can create these entanglement patterns. And we actually start living into those narratives and living into those patterns. And in that, we lose contact with ourselves and mm. with our deeper truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thank you. Thank you again, Harmony. So let, let me give you an example before we get into the details, right? If you and I were in a relationship, why would a third person explain to us that what's wrong with us? Because that's the big, huge thing that people, they, they come up with, right? And what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, so like a third, a third party, like a counselor like myself, or, yeah. or even a friend who's outside your circle, right? Yeah, I think that a third party can actually see more clearly the way that each person is sort of blaming each other or leaning too hard on one another and, um, and can see sort of the way that our expectations cause us to live into our own disappointment. Hmm. And that a third party is clear and neutral, right? They're regulated. Their nervous system isn't charged or activated Hmm. in the dynamic because they're not trying to get their needs met by the other person. Yeah. 
Yeah, it does. It does. Th thank you again for Harmony for answering that. And before COVID and after COVID, do you think that the reasonings of the relationship has broken or is it kind of the same? Before we used to, you know, have different, different issues between relationships and money and everything else, right? Mm -hmm. Do you think we're in the same boat now after COVID or do you think it's kind of the same? That's such a great question. I have seen so many um, relationships either thrive or crumble in COVID. Hmm. And I think that the, um, the stress and the isolation and um, the unknown created a tremendous amount of you know, uncertainty and nervous system dysregulation into people. And they either, you know, needed a space from their relationship to to find themselves or their relationship really thrived because they felt supported by their partner and they knew that they were on the same team and um, they really supported one another. Mm -hmm. So I thought going both directions. Yeah, yeah. No, thank, thank you again, uh, Harmony, for answering that question. How important, and I'm going to say this word because this is related to the, the, you know, the book that I got or, or sample of the book that I got from you. How important is being aligned between the two people? Okay. Mm -hmm. it, it could be relationship in boyfriend and girlfriends, boyfriends, boyfriends, or whatever. Mm -hmm. But then even after marriage too, mm -hmm. how important is being aligned? Yeah. So our own internal alignment is the most important more so than alignment between two individuals. Hmm. So when we're in our own alignment, our thoughts, our emotions, and our actions are congruent with the truth of who we are. Hmm. So our heart has a say, as also our mind does, and our will, our power, right, our, our seat of our action, hmm. um, really comes from connection with the truth of who we are. And when we are fully aligned, the way we engage with the world is actually really honoring of ourselves and other people. Like when we feel empowered, everyone around us feels empowered. Mm. When we feel like in pain and small and contracted, that pain comes out sideways to the people closest to us. And so our own alignment is really what nurtures a healthy, clean relationship. However, in, when two people in partnership with one another have differing desires, Hmm. Um, which, you know, it's very common. One person wants to save money and the other person wants to go on a big vacation. This is something I see often with the couples that I work with. Hmm. And in, in that moment, there is an unconscious belief that we need to agree in order to be in relationship. Hmm. So one person might use a strategy to betray what they want and then align themselves with their partner. Hmm. Right. Or they might argue and try and convince one another that their way is the right way and that we need to do this thing. And that's where the entanglement pattern comes. Hmm. But if we can look at differing desires as a point of contact and hmm. learn how to negotiate wanting different things and being curious about one another and honoring ourselves, we can find solution and really recognize that on the highest level, we all want the same thing. The person who wants to save money ultimately wants comfort and safety and security. And the person who wants, you know, to travel also wants to feel the goodness of life. Like ultimately they want the same thing, even though it looks different to them. Mm -hmm. 
But Harmony, the, the way you're explaining, it seems like it's very exhausting. It's too much work. So so the reason why I say that is because a lot of people, they just don't want to do that hard work and, mm -hmm. and the comparisons or the compromises, right? Uh, those are the big words that the youngsters nowadays and even, even, even my age group uh, are saying that too, that it's just too much work. Mm -hmm. So don't you think relationship is too much work anyway? So I don't think that should be something to think about. I mean, it should be an automatic thing, or is that not the case? I see what you're saying. So it's work because it takes conscious awareness. Exactly. That's what you're saying? Yes. Yeah. I mean, we have a choice. We can either turn on the light of awareness or we can fall asleep to it. Hmm. I would say that being asleep to our awareness and following patterns of conflict and pain is ultimately much more work than being aware in the moment and being curious about somebody else and in contact and honoring of our own truth. That when we learn how to navigate those relationships, we ultimately build the foundation of a relationship that is loving and clean and can thrive. And there is 99% less conflict when we do that work in, in those moments that could potentially be charged. But then uh, thank you again, Harmony, for, for that. You know, do you think I should be constantly playing chess to get two steps ahead? Or do I, or is it better just to be alone? Because there's just too much work and too many thinking processes happening. Yeah, so there are more options on the menu than playing chess to get ahead or checking out. Right. Um, I would say the only place to get is more in touch with what's right here. So when I'm talking about navigating conflict, I'm talking about getting more in touch with what's happening inside of me and more in touch with what's happening for my partner because I care about them and I also want them to be happy. Hmm. Um, it's not about trying to change them or manipulate them or get them to agree with me. It's really about creating a clean relationship where I can breathe, my husband can breathe, hmm. and we both feel happier more empowered and uplifted for having had our relationship but then this is this is more close to as what you say on your website is the spiritual alignment right mm -hmm. uh, instead of anything else so mm -hmm. is it always fixable when it comes to spiritual alignment or is it more happiness that it's okay that me and harmony can break up and not come back again because that at the end of the day, we both have to be happy no matter what, right? Yeah, so I believe that the work in relationships isn't about deciding if we should stay or go. Hmm. It's really about focusing on who we're becoming. And this is what I was saying with, our, with how I see back to basics, is it's really about our relationship with ourselves. Hmm. And if who I'm becoming fits the context of this relationship, then we will be together. Hmm. And if who I'm becoming can no longer be in this particular context with you, then I would leave from the love of my heart, not from a reaction or anger, but because it's the most loving thing to do. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you again, Harmony, for, for explaining that. And I'm pretty sure other people might be having that same uh, issues and, and questions, and that's why I'm asking this question. Yeah.
and and with the example between you and me being on a relationship people need to understand examples otherwise they will not get it so thank you again for harmony for explaining that you know you're coming out with a book recently right and can we talk briefly about that i mean it's about alignment uh current right and explain that if you don't mind where the title came from or did the situations come in can you explain that if you don't mind yeah so um so my book that's coming out december 1st is called align living and loving from the true self hmm. and i really developed that book from a combination of my work with clients and what i teach my students um who are student therapists hmm. and what i've learned in my years as a clinician is that people leave themselves and come off center hmm. and finding their way back home to themselves is actually really simple. Hmm. And when we are at home in ourselves, for me, what that means is that vital force, the life force energy that animates us all hmm. is flowing through us. Life is expressing through us hmm. in alignment with the universe in alignment with our essence. And when we're identified with our pain and our wounds or our narrative or we're resisting our body or disconnecting from our body, mm. we engage with our relationships from this really painful place that will ultimately cause conflict patterns. So the first half of my book is really about the inner journey of creating a deep connection with our essential self. And the second half of my book is about how to bring that into relationship, how to find the voice of our true self, how mm. to speak from our sovereignty, and how to really listen with our whole being to the people in our lives. Hmm. Yeah, thank you. Thank you again uh, for explaining that. So let me ask you this. Obviously, people have a tendency to look more on the beauty side because that's just how we are and that's just humans are, right? But it seems like we're more spiritual than you actually think that we are. Don't you think so? I mean, do you agree with that? Absolutely. I think that um, that people's soul's urge guides them more than they recognize. Hmm. And that, you know, attraction is really like somebody's spirit getting lit up in the presence of somebody else. And I think that there's always a reason for that. I think that attraction is really here to actually reveal deeper parts of ourselves hmm. through our partner's reflection. But then, uh, Harmony, thank you again for that. But how do you know between a, a a couple that they are soulmates? I mean, I mean that's what they say, right, in the movies, and that's what they say in the books, uh, and that's what they say everywhere, all all the love stories. But how do we know that they're soulmates? If yeah, I think say that again. If there's such thing as soulmates, if there's such thing. Yeah, I have a couple answers to that. One is. I think that more importantly than deciding if somebody is a soulmate or not, it's more about how does, how do I and my partner um, tend to ourselves when we're in a reaction? So if my nervous system is dysregulated and my attachment wound is blaming my partner for the way that I feel, how can I show up for myself and own that my experience is mine to move through rather than blaming somebody else? Hmm. But I will say just on a personal note, um, when I met my husband, 
I had this deep experience that my soul had been looking for him for a very, very long time. Mm. And everything inside of my system relaxed. Mm. And for the first time in my life, I felt completely safe and empowered and loved. Mm. And it's really a really beautiful experience. So Mm. for me, the relationships that were hard, people might describe those as karmic. There were lessons to learn. There were patterns to shift mm. and this relationship that's easy for me it feels like a soul connection mm. yeah thank you thank you again for for explaining that you know let me give you a small story you know uh, there was a couple that uh i met uh many many years ago and they celebrated their 50 years 50 five zero years okay yeah. and mm-hmm. i asked him a question i said that what makes the flare happen what's that spark happens and he said you know what it sounds funny but he says that he pretends that his wife is dead it makes him more love more uh if we are divorced what would happen you know he wants to make sure that the flare is still there even after when he pretends that she passed away or they had a divorce or they had a separation that's the only way to make things better in a relationship. Do you think that's a good thought process or well, is when I hear, or bad negativity? When I hear that, what I, what I hear is that this person um, was trying to find a way to really tend to the preciousness that mm. he felt for his spouse. Mm. And I think that there are lots of ways to get there. And I, I, it makes sense to me that that would work for him. But I do agree that really appreciate appreciating and honoring the preciousness that we feel with our partner is what keeps the love alive. It builds it because we tend to it. Hmm. Yeah, I think the, the more and more negativity you feel, I think you change back and go into positive uh, reaction, I guess. Uh, not everyone is the same. I mean, this is just an example of just a one couple that I know. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so thank you again for explaining that. You know, Harmony, I, I was looking on your website. There's a quiz that you usually give people, right? Can you explain what that process, thought process is when that quiz was not given but created? I mean, what really triggered this whole thing? Yeah, so I created an, an alignment map, and there's a short quiz um, that is really intended to serve people in tracking their alignment and where they're off balance from themselves and how to come back to themselves. And that alignment map was really created in response to seeing how my clients would wait for their next session for me to come to find their way back into alignment. And I really wanted to create a tool for people to have access to finding their way back home on their own, back home to themselves on their own as a practical lived experience. I believe that alignment is an active process. Mm. It's not something that we create and achieve and then rest in for the rest of our lives, Mm. that life can mistune our energy, that we can come off balance when something happens, when our nervous system gets dysregulated and Mm. really learning how to actively come back to ourselves is like, is a really fluid process. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but Harmony, uh, honestly speaking, a lot of people, they feel that they're going to get scared by taking this quiz because mm. maybe they don't want to see the results that it's going to be bad or good or whatever. What are your thoughts on that part? 
Yeah, I think that fear is valid. And I also think that um, that if somebody is curious, it's likely because they are already sensing that they're off balance. Hmm. And so there's nothing in this quiz or even in, in my point of view on humanity, quite frankly, that says that there's anything wrong with anybody. Hmm. It's really about increasing our awareness hmm. because the more awareness that we have of the way that we are, the more choice that we have. Mm-hmm. And it's really about choosing where we want to live from. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you again, Harmony, for, for that. You know, I've uh, recently just started a new segment for Back to Basics, and I wanted to ask you a question, if that's okay. Yeah. Um, is there any book that you are reading would, I don't know, whatever you're interested in, it could be mystery, it could be uh, anything for that matter, or, or even relationships for that matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have anything that you want to share to others? Yeah, there's a book that I love. I read it actually very frequently and I assign it to my students. It's called Healing Developmental Trauma. And I know that the the title might not sound that um, exciting to read, but it really maps out so beautifully the way that we are shaped in response to the way our primary caregivers treat us. And I think it's the most illuminating book um, that's been written in my field in a long time. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. I mean, I'm going to go and read that book. I'm going to go and grab it and see if there's a library has it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, thank you again for Harmony for explaining that. You know, before you leave today, I just have one quick question. If people have not been married yet and they're looking for the right person, mm-hmm. is it okay to be single? Because even though that you don't want to be alone when you grow old, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's what they say. Do you think it's okay to to do that from a male's point of view or female? Or I don't think it kind of matters now, right? So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think being single is such a beautiful opportunity to to have spaciousness in one's life and to explore in and of themselves what feels good to them, right? There's not a lot of negotiating or compromise or energy going out to other people. Mm. Um, And I think that a lot of people choose that as the path to honor themselves. Mm. And I think that, um, that, that if, if, if they're not denying like a longing or an impulse inside of themselves and it's truly honoring themselves, I think that, um, I think that that's beautiful. And I also do want to say that, um, we are social beings, Mm. right? We have biologically based core needs that drive us for connection. Mm. And so I would just want to make sure that there are other outlets for touch and for emotional intimacy and communication, because that's just really good medicine for the soul. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you again for Harmony for explaining that. And before you leave today uh, from, from the show, do you have any last words to all my listeners and my viewers? And how was your journey on uh, Back to Basics, too, on top of that? Yeah, I, I would like to say to your viewers that um, wherever they're at in their lives is exactly where they need to be. That when I'm talking about alignment, I'm not talking about being different or changing themselves. I'm really talking about being more of who they really are hmm. and, and being really lit up about being, um, about being alive. And so, yeah, being here with you has been really delightful. I, I feel, um, 
challenged is the word, like challenged to like speak what is what is true for me here. And I love that. So thank you for the space and the time. Yeah, no, no, thank you. The honor is all mine. Thank you so much, Harmony, for, for coming here and making this uh, brighter for me and, and everyone, who whoever is listening here. And, uh, you know, hopefully we'll get a Harmony 2.0 next time on Back to Basics. You know, uh, it's, a, it's a pleasure uh, speaking with you today. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. So guys, we spoke with Harmony today and we talked about the relationships, didn't we? And we talked about a whole bunch of details and it's not a bad thing that if you're alone, I mean, that's what she said too. So think about when you do get married, think about when you get into a relationship and think about when you're going to be alone. It's not a bad thing. We're still humans at the end of the day. Now, as usual, as always, there is a quote of the day and hopefully Harmony will uh, like the quote. And the quote is a relationship where you can be weird together is the best choice. So guys, as usual, as always, what do we always say at the end of the episode? Everything in life goes back to basics, and that's what we did today, guys. Guys, take care. God bless. Keep on commenting on all my episodes because it does make me stronger day by day, week by week, because we do release every day. And the three things, including this episode, makes it a hit for me, that is, which is the content, the guest, and definitely the host. Guys, take care. God bless. And I will see you next time on Back to Basics. Take care. Next week's episode on I mean, that's the stereotype. Why wouldn't I think those things? Yeah. Now that I'm in it, I see that it is so much more than what people think it is. Hmm. And it's so much easier to do than people think it is. Hmm. Meditation doesn't have to be sitting quietly in a corner. Hmm. I mean, actually yoga, being on the mat, that's a moving meditation. Taking your dog for a walk, that's a moving meditation. Hmm. And so, you know, people don't give things that they do.